You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. From the author of the book by the same name, it's The Best Saturdays of Our Lives Podcast with Mark McRae. Hey, Dan. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hey, happy holidays, Mark. Merry Christmas to you, too. (laughs) So, this past weekend, I was just looking for something to watch, and I was in the Tubi website, and the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special came up as a suggestion, and I completely forgot about that special. I have it here on DVD, and I'm just like, okay, I need to rewatch this. I haven't watched it in a while. And then I thought about it. I said, wow, this would make a perfect podcast. Yeah, make a perfect Christmas episode. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, you know, I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen it myself. And I watched it this morning on Tubi. Oh, We're yeah. available for, uh, you know, if you want to throw some cash at us, Tubi, we, uh, <laughs> we, we go ahead and talk to our marketing department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, I was pretty tripped out by the whole thing. I had no idea. I'd never right. heard of it, never seen it before. Right. And I was really pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, pretty good, pretty interesting. So why don't we just jump right in? So you're probably wondering, how does Christmas happen on Eternia? Why does Christmas happen on Eternia? I don't remember a manger nor a Bethlehem (laughs) on Eternia. Well, it so happens that it is Adam and Adora's birthday, right, right, right around right. Christmas time, and everyone's decorating, getting ready, and getting ready to party down. Yeah, and so I think up until this point, we really didn't know when their birthdays technically were, and so I think it's cool that the the uh, He-Man She-Ra special establishes that uh, He-Man and She-Ra have December birthdays. Yeah, late December birthdays. <laughs> You know, it, it got me thinking a little sideways of the whole thing. The the queen, their mother, is from Earth, and she mentions Christmas pretty early on in the episode. Right. I think I know where you're going here. It's like uh, uh, King Randor asked the question, what is Christmas? And I'm like, wait a minute. You've been together how long? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And and the Christmas holiday never came up? No, dude, totally. In fact, while she would have been... Uh, giving birth in the back of her mind. You knew she was like, Oh wow. It's, it's, I'm having Christmas babies. Oh wait, Christmas doesn't exist on Eternia. Wow. Right. It really opens up a whole theological can of worms. Right. I I thought that part was interesting. Yeah. But of course that was done for the viewers to say, well, what's Christmas? No one on Eternia knows what Christmas is. You know, and the creators were probably asking themselves the same question, and we'll get to that a little later in the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they they firmly commit to what Christmas is in this episode, but right. uh, but well, uh, well, we have we have some Orco hijinks to get through first. So the scene moves from the main characters decorating the palace to uh, Prince Adam and Man of Arms, Man in Arms. Man in arms? I thought it was always man of arms. But it's it's a man, man at man arms. arms. Right. <laughs> at arms? Man, man, you know what? Let me that's a good ask. You know what? Let me just ask in okay. real fast. Okay, yeah. I think it's man I think okay. it's man at arms. Let's at arms, yeah. not of arms. Oh. Okay. Man at arms. Uh man at arms. It's at arms, M- right? Man. Okay. Yeah, man at arms. 
yeah. Prince Adam and Man at Arms discussing a new invention that Man at Arms made called the Sky Spy, which is a cool rocket that is designed to spy on Skeletor so they can get a heads up of what Skeletor is up to before he attacks the castle, which happened. You know, he attacks the palace, which happens much almost in, yeah. right in, in every episode. Yeah. All right? Every day which after I school, think. he attacks the palace. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so they walk away and Orko comes along and he goes, ooh, mm-hmm. what's this? And it kind of reminds me of Dexter's lab when Dee Dee would go into the laboratory and ask Dexter, ooh, what's this? And start pushing buttons. Right. And or it, you could say that Dexter's lab reminds you of when Orko would come in and start <laughs> pushing buttons. Exactly. And Orko starts pushing buttons. And the next thing you know, the rocket takes off. Yep, blasts into space. And then, mm-hmm. as you see the rocket fly across the screen through the cosmos, that's when they jump into the intro. That's right. when the He-Man She-Ra logo come up on the screen, and you hear the She-Ra theme. And the She-Ra theme is, is what's given deference of the two throughout right. the opening theme. However, once it transitions over to a Christmas special, Jingle Bells fades in. And the op- it's, it's an original score for the opening theme, where they... they Jump between Shira and holiday-ish music. Something tells me I'm in big trouble. So that was pretty cool. It had an original score. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. And then it transitions back to the action. And now, not only has as Orko in a runaway rocket ship, he gets the attention of Skeletor, who decides, I need to see who's in that ship. Because yeah. Skeletor has nothing else better to do. Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> it's not his birthday and he doesn't know about Christmas. <laughs> so they're exactly. on the clock. Right, right. And at this point, He-Man and Shira decide that they need to help Orko. And they both uh, leap into action. And it's really cool. They uh, wreck Skeletor's ship in quick fashion. However, poor Orko continues to go into space. And they think that no one is on the ship. Right. You know, like the main reason why He-Man and She-Ra leaped into action was to get the Sky Spy back. But right. they had no idea that Orko was actually in the ship himself. Yeah, yeah, right. And then the ship uh, blasts off into whatever its version of uh, superluminal travel is mm-hmm. and blasts out of Eternia solar system. And where do you think the rocket would end up, Mark? Uh, the rocket would end up on Earth, of all oh, places. Yeah, of all places. Yeah, it crashes on Earth. Orco gets out. It's busted up. Uh, and all of a sudden, he hears uh, children screaming. There's an avalanche coming down on uh, Miguel and Alicia, two yeah. kids that are out in the woods with a sleigh, uh, getting themselves a Christmas tree, old right. school style. Yeah. And so Orko uses his magic, and what do you know? It works. It actually works. I'm just like, finally. You yeah. know, and that's, and that's the other thing that's also been established too. That's part of the He-Man legend is that Orko was a great magician on his home world. Right. And his magic works great there. His magic does not work great on Eternia. Mm-hmm. So obviously, 
If he's using his magic outside of Eternia, either Earth or his home world, his magic works fine. So I, I, I thought it was kind of cool that, you know, they kept that consistent about Orko's powers. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank goodness uh, it did because uh, he was able to float the children away from the avalanche and save them. But if right. he hadn't have been Orcoing around that rocket ship, he never would have gone to Earth. And Miguel and Alicia, well, they wouldn't have had such a good Christmas. <laughs> exactly. So things kind of worked out for them. But boy, oh boy, are Miguel and Alicia in for an adventure. Because, oh, yeah. you know, well, before we jump ahead, you know, they end up going back to the Sky Spy to stay warm. And Miguel and Alicia explain, you know, what Christmas is to Orko. Yeah, this is where we kind of jump back into it. Um, they begin explaining it to, to Orko. They then cut away to Eternia for some Eternia stuff, and when they cut back to Orko and the children, they're wrapping up their explanation with, and then the three wise men brought gifts. Right. So they were telling him about the birth of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Birth of the living Christ. I'm surprised they didn't go into it with a little bit more detail, being that the show was syndicated and there was no network saying, hey, you can't talk about this. Well, now, now that uh, the children have revealed the existence of, of Jesus Christ, Orko now has a choice to make. I mean, does he need to be baptized? <laughs> well, Orko is not from Earth, and I don't think that he's going to uh, feel that he needs to be baptized. But if he would have got stranded on Earth, maybe, you know? Do you like podcasts? Then you're going to hate Thunder Talk. Tasteless subject matter. Mature humor. Contempt for our co-hosts. Unapologetic social views. Edgy music. And total irreverence for the nerd junk we love. Are all reasons why no one. No one. No one should listen to Thunder Talk. Find us on the ESO Network. And all podcasting platforms. Or don't. Whatever. Another interesting thing about this story is that the Earth kids don't react to Oracle strangely. They don't say to him, wow, you're a weird looking kid. That's a good point. You know, I've never seen a how come? How come you can float around? How come you can do magic? You right. Know? Well, well, do magic is kind of suspect, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so there's never, and this is throughout, like, and I guess we can move on. And so man, man at arms. Ha ha ha. He figures out that the ship has landed on Earth, but he also figures out how to bring them back using a transport beam. Right. And there's also a little bit of a subtle message there, too. He says, I hope that Orko remembers to step into the light. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting, too. Huh. And so Orko sees the beam and he has to convince Alicia and Miguel that it's okay. You know, we'll just step into the light and we'll be good. Right. You know, right. and they nope. do, and they get transported back. Right. And everything is fine. And, you know, of course, the kids ask Queen Marlena and King Randor, uh, uh, we need to go back to Earth because we miss our parents. You know, so at this point, those kids are missing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it it would have been cool to see like a search party come out, but that that, oh. that would have been too much animation for that. So Yeah, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Today's top story, two children mm-hmm. go missing. Last known uh, whereabouts is in the vicinity of an avalanche. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was wondering about that. 
Yeah. And so yeah. what I love about Queen Marlena, she doesn't like make them a hard promise. You go, sure, you can go back anytime to Earth. She says, well, it might be a few days. And that was her way of saying, look, we got to figure out how to get you back. Right, right. But then she totally smooths it over and she's like, but guess what? It's my kid's birthday. I'm from Earth. I'm all about Christmas. Why don't right. you all hang out here and party? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the kids are like, Yay! Yeah, Eternia is great. Eternia is the best. <laughs> but then, but then, the 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 spirit of the magic of all of this just goodness happening alerts a villain that I have never heard of before. Right, completely unaware. It, we we then cut to like this this evil asteroid, which is mm-hmm. identified as Horde Prime. Right. So Horde Prime is Hordak's boss. Yeah, yeah, he's Hordak okay, and, and Skeletor's boss. Right. Well, technically, he's only Hordak's boss. Oh, okay. Uh, Got so it. the way that it goes is that at one point, Skeletor worked for Hordak. Right. And Skeletor was the one who kidnapped Shira or Adora from the right. king. Right, right. And went into the other dimension. But he did all of that working for Hordak. Right. And then Skeletor decided, well, you know what? I don't need Hordak as a boss. I'll just stay in Eternia and just make things crazy for right. the folks on that planet. Right. I thought it was interesting that they were both summoned because it's sort of been established that Skeletor doesn't really work for Horde Prime. Right. He doesn't have to answer the Horde Prime, but in this special, to make things, everything right, all of a sudden now, oh, yeah, you haven't reported to me in 120 episodes, but now you do. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. And I think <laughs> and I think I'm remembering Horde Prime now. Horde Prime is established in She-Ra. Yes. And yes. that's who that's who Hordak answers to. Okay. Right. And he and he answers to him giving Horde Prime progress on how they are trying right. to defeat She-Ra and the rebels. Right. Right, right. I remember now. Okay. Okay. Got it. And there's there's a really cool episode of She-Ra where Horde Prime's nephew visits and they sort of have to keep an eye on him, keep him out of trouble. Oh, interesting. If they didn't keep the nephew out of trouble, of course, they would be in trouble with Horde Prime. It also sort of reminds me of a Sabrina the Teenage Witch episode, a Filmation version. Filmation also does this special as well, where there are episodes where Sabrina has to babysit the head witch's nephew. Right. And all types of chaos happen because it's like, my auntie's the head witch, and if you make me mad, you know, I'll go back and and, and tattletale on you guys. Right, and it's sort of the same right. scenario with this kid on Shira having to be babysit by a Hordak and his uh, crew. Got so, it. Got it. Okay. But you were saying all of a sudden the two villains have to report into Horde Prime. Right. And what does he tell them, Dan? Tells them Christmas is BS and we got to bring, we got to crush the spirit of all this. Go bring me the source of the spirit of, of this good stuff that I'm hating on right now, which effectively means go, go snatch up the kids and Orko. Right. Right. And so, but before all this happens, so, you know, you know what the, what the villains are up to, but then it switches back to a happier time and Bo from the Shira series is playing his guitar. Right. And uh it's time for a Christmas song. Yep. Yep. Brand new original He-Man Shira Christmas song. Yep. Joys of sharing happiness. 
Yeah. And and Orko grabs uh, the sidekick from Shira, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, I guess if I do the Shira open in my head, I would know. Oh, the big eared. Uh, yeah, the owl. The owl thing. Oh, his name is Cowl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and so Orko and Cowl do a little dance together while Bo sings, and the kids just clap. And et cetera, et cetera. And everybody is happy and grand. And the song finishes when enter Hordak. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> he shoots a beam down that transports the kids and Orko up and to Orko, his ship. Up to his ship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And of course, Bo alerts He-Man and Shira. Hey, here's what's going on. The kids and Orko have been kidnapped. And right. He-Man and She-Ra are sort of at a disadvantage because they're just like, well, dang, if, if Hordai came and got them already, he's probably already gone back into the other dimension, you know, where She-Ra is from. Yeah, yeah. The, the second time in the episode, we go back to Etheria. Etheria. the first time, we have a little bit of a side quest uh, where She-Ra has to go get a water crystal for the teleporter to work. Oh, my to, gosh. Like, and right. Seemed a bit superfluous. Uh, right. Actually, I think we sort of jumped ahead. I think the, the Carrium water crystal was to help get, wasn't that to help get Orko and the kids yeah, back to Earth? Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe. Or not. I think. Maybe. It's possible. You know what, viewers, listeners, uh, go ahead and hit us up. Go ahead and email us, reach out to us through our Facebook page. Uh, let us know what yeah, order that all I- went in. Cause, cause, <laughs> It's in the notes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. My, my bad. It's okay. My bad. We're the Con Guys, coming to you straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California. We are your home for news, opinions, and interviews from the world of Comic-Cons and fandoms, your ultimate insiders for all things Yeah, so you're right about the Shira retrieving the Carium water crystal. So what yeah. is interesting about that word Carium? Carium is the name of the highly sought after mineral or I guess gold nugget that is used on the Brave Star series that will come after Ooh, the Shira show. Interesting. A little bit of a fold in there. Yeah, so carrium equals, you know, gold or equals Brave Star. And carrium right. is the hot item that everyone is trying to get on Brave Star. So Bob Forward was one of the writers on this He-Man, She-Ra, a Christmas special. Right. And so, and Bob Forward did a lot of writing on He-Man. And so maybe he just decided to take carrium and just add that as the magical element for Brave Star. Oh, dude, bam, there you go. There you go. Crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a little bit of a tie-in there. Yeah. Also, this episode begins to serve as backdoor pilot. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, one of the things I love about Filmation is that they'll try a backdoor pilot in a minute in a show, yep. and I just love all of it. Sometimes yeah. they were successful, sometimes not. But I just love the effort. Yeah. So... And Etheria is very well represented in this episode, though it's more like Hordak's neighborhood that's represented. Mm-hmm. Whenever the, everything looks ugly and foreboding, they're probably on Etheria. Right. 
Orko and the kids are locked away. Oh, now this is interesting. Hordak shows up back home with the kids and he is uh, knocked, he's shot out of the sky or brought down by these giant robots, these monstroids right. that have now shown up and are you would think are century robots that belong to Hordak, but they're not. Uh, apparently, no. they're working for Horde Prime directly. And Hordak's like, well, what the hell are you doing? Da, da, da. And they're just like, leave the kids with us. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know. You go away. We'll lock right. the kids up. We'll handle this from here. Mm-hmm. So we've, a uh, new nemesis has been introduced that is operating, uh, that's answering to a higher authority than Hordak is. Right. Exactly. And uh, these monstroids also transform sort of like the Decepticons. Totally transform. I'd say, stylishly speaking, they're closer to GoBots (laughs) in terms of how (laughs) creatively they uh, transform. But uh, no, they definitely do transform. Uh, We see that there's a big fight coming up. Uh, So the, the Monstroids lock the kids and Orko away. And then, well, if you're going to introduce a new set of villains, you got to introduce a new set of heroes. Exactly. So enter the Manchines. The Manchines. Yeah, like machine, but they're Manchines. Yeah, <laughs> as in like they've got these really happy, classic filmation faces and general body shapes, but uh, they're made of metal. And right. one of them is, uh, is like a scooter type, right. you know, two wheeled vehicle, though I don't see him transform out of no. that. Nope. So I, I don't think the good guys, trans- they're like these little munchkin machine people that, uh, are also squishable, cuddly little, little tiny trends going around. Well, Cutter, the main character, sort of reminds me, um, it looks like he was influenced by Thomas the train. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. his face yeah. definitely seems to be inspired by Thomas. Yeah. And uh and they try to help the kids and Orko, but of course they get um Yeah, they they the they, they they drop some reality on him pretty fast. Right. But not to fear cuz He-Man and Shira show up. Yep. And boy oh boy, are those <laughs> are those monstroids in for it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I thought of thinking about? What if He Man and Shiro had ever crossed over with Transformers or GoBots? I mean, oh, there you go. Would those robots actually would have been dismantled? Because in this episode, I mean, the Decepticon knockoffs, the the Mantroids, a man. I'm just getting all tongue tied here. Man, Monstroids, Monstroids, the Monstroids really take a beating in this episode. Oh, they get full-on uh, disassembled. Mm-hmm. They get smashed up, blown up, torn to hell. Yeah, right. and th- yeah you, I, I see where you're going with this. If this were Transformers, if those were, Dece- those were Decepticons, those dudes would have names. They mm-hmm. would they, they would have personalities. Uh, you, you might even argue so much as uh, they might even have a soul. They're alive, as right. narratively speaking. Uh, yeah. So if Transformers were to roll up onto uh, Eternia, would He-Man be able to lay a smackdown quite in that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, again, things continue. Uh, Skeletor ends up kidnapping the kids while He-Man and Shira are fighting the Monstroids. Oh, oh don't, so- don't, don't, don't forget the, uh, don't forget the Manchines. 
because they they show up in mass. Oh right, out. yeah. Like yeah, almost, sh- almost like yeah. the Ewoks, uh, almost like the Ewoks showing up right at the right at the right at the right time. Right, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they yeah. they show up and um and show their numbers and show that they're ready to fight and showcase think- them as a. Pu- Possible property that you might want to head on down to KB Toys or <laughs> Toys R Us to, to pick up a few. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, right, exactly. It would have been cool if He Man and She were say yes, if, if our Christmas special gets received really well, you manchines could probably have your own TV show. Your own merchandising. It's like, yay! And that's yeah. the miracle of Christmas. <laughs> Exactly. You guys could graduate to, you know, super toy status like that's right. Like we have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Oh my gosh. That would have been funny if they had a line like that. But right. uh in all the distraction and all the you know, everything going on, now I can move on, right, Dan, to Skeletor yeah. scooping up the kids while He Man and Shira are battling the monstroids. Oh my gosh, please, please, because there's one character whose cold, cold heart is definitely warmed three times bigger. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like, right. It's almost like Skeletor, who's basically playing the role of the Grinch in this, in this yep. episode, starts to, his heart starts to warm up and he takes care of a snow beast that tries yep. to attack him and the kids. Mm-hmm. And, after he takes care of the snow beast, the kids thank Skeletor and he goes, I'm not nice and I'm not wonderful. You know, he just tries that famous to say line. that, that, mm-hmm. that famous line where it's like, I'm a, I'm a mean, I'm a mean SOB. Stop, right. stop telling me otherwise. Then the, the, the little girl collapses and mm-hmm. the kid can't go on any further there. I mean, she, she passed out from, from exposure. Right. To the, to the cold. That's how, like, he's like, get up. We're going now. Damn it, kids. Yeah. And they're like, we're, we're sorry, Mr. Skeletor, but we're dying in front of you <laughs> from hypothermia. And he's like, yeah. And he uses his, uh, his magic plot device wand, which I've always thought looked way more satanic than anything else on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then gives them, uh, these really nice coats, these really nice winter coats. Yeah. yeah. He uses the beam, warms them up. Fash- fashionable winter coats. That oh yeah, you no, not they're they're fine on Eternia. No, nope, no, no, you'd find them at like uh, Miller's Outpost. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just like okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, they were looking good. They were looking good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So very modern. And um, long story short, the Christmas spirit affects Skeletor. And he says in the episode, he goes, I know Lord Prime's going to be upset with me, but oh well. Yeah. I mean, he even goes back for the dog because the kids now have this cutesy dog that's like a mansion oh, dog. Right. Again, coming uh, this spring to, to the toy <laughs> aisle at Kmart near you. Uh, and the dog can't move. You know, the dog didn't get a coat. And as they're walking away, the dog's just sitting there just like freezing to death. And they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, but the dog and Skeletor's like, shut up. I'm not about dogs. I gave you a coat. Mm-hmm. This is already too much. Right. And then the dog is whimpering. And it's not the kids bitching at Skeletor that get him to turn around. It's the dog whimpering in pain that makes Skeletor go, ah. 
Mm-hmm. And turn around and not only grab the dog, but he carries the dog and he doesn't just like grab the dog like a jerk. He's actually like kind of cradling the dog in his, in his uh, right arm. Right. Right. <laughs> as they're walking. I'm just like, wow, what a, what a big change. Um, yeah. So, uh, long story short, uh, the kids, every, the kids get back to Eternia. They have a birthday party as well as celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And the little puppy man, Sheen ends up going back with, with, with Shira. her people, yeah, with Shira, and yeah. you know her people. It's kind of like, no, you can't yeah. stay here with them. Mm-hmm. You belong on on my planet, where you know there's death and destruction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you belong somewhere way worse than uh, <laughs> where we're sending these kids back to. Right, and of course, just in time to emphasize. That Christmas is a wonderful holiday, and uh, there's even a postscript. Even though this is a special and yeah, not a regular still, He-Man yeah, or She-Ra right. episode, they still go into, in today's episode, we learn about Christmas and peace and goodwill. Yeah. And it was a he, it was a He-Man postscript, because Lookie is in there in the last couple of shots mm-hmm. when they're on Eternia. He's hanging off the Christmas tree. And right. uh, the opening theme uh, heavily uh, favored She-Ra. But the postscript right. was a He-Man postscript, and he's sitting there hanging out with Orko. In fact, instead of talking to the TV, he was just talking yeah. to Orko. Right. Actually. Right. Yeah. Which I, which I thought was kind of interesting because, you know, He-Man was not in production any longer in 1985. I mean, they were still right. working on She-Ra. But, you know, He-Man was making a ton of crossover episodes on She-Ra. Right. But it's kind of interesting. They ha- obviously had to be a creative decision that... Okay, we'll open up with the current show, which is Shira, but He-Man is still a headliner. Oh, but sure. you know, but we'll close with He-Man. Boom! There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. And so that was also a decision too, because they could have easily have closed with He-Man and Shira saying, "In today's episode, we learned that right, you know, machines are not going to be turned into a toy." <laughs> Yeah, man, manchines are not going to show up on the the fall uh, your fall schedule, right? Next year, yeah. It's just that the people who make our cartoons can't help doing backdoor pilots. No, it's 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 like an affliction. It's a it's a, it's an addiction. Yeah. Oh, but I tell you, it is one of the things I love about filmation. I'm just like, okay, if they could squeeze in a backdoor pilot, boy, they will, they will do, do it. it. This the special was really good. It was really action packed, and it and it kept the action kept moving, and it had a lot of moving parts, and they were able to fit in a lot of characters. And uh, I think if I had seen this as a kid back in 1985, I probably would have loved it. Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcons' physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comic Books podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. You know what I think would have given the He-Man She-Ra franchise a little more gas when they stopped production on He-Man and they began stopping production on She-Ra, the toy sales began to fall. I think if they had made a third show, He-Man and She-Ra together, that I think would have given them a couple more years in the toy aisle, a couple more years on TV. 
Yeah, you get uh, more bang for your buck. So now instead of them yeah. being in separate shows, every show is guaranteed to have He-Man and She-Ra together. Yep. As opposed to him crossing over or her crossing over exactly. this show. You know, it could have been called the new He-Man She-Ra show. Yeah, there you go. Boom. You know, right and, there. and that's what and that's what they would have called it. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for joining us here, the best Saturdays of our lives podcast, holiday special. Uh, we're going to take a much-needed holiday vacation. So we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back in the new year, 2022, with some new episodes. So happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah, uh, though it's already passed. Happy everything. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to our wonderful podcast listeners, and thanks for all of your support in 2021 and we are hoping that you you know continue to support us in 2022 we don't need to hope they're, they're definitely going to support us dude yeah <laughs> yeah okay you know what we need That's you all cool. to do is go tell your friends mm-hmm. right the best saturdays of our lives podcast is a co-production of the best saturdays of our lives studios and the weirdos workshop to get a personalized signed copy of the Best Saturdays of Our Lives book, go to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com. This is Mark McRae signing off. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.